0: You want to be hardcore. You want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear
1: it. It's a drunk podcast. I can rim
2: like a motherfucker.
0: You already saw my Sullivan in San
2: Diego. He got a golden shower. Bundy just fucking cream-pied Albano. I've been drunk. I've never been cum drunk.
1: Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to Drunk Wrestling History. I'm your designated host, Adam, and they are the All-American Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. Let us drink till thine asses are drunk. And this is Scott. Win if you can, lose if you must, but always drink. Thank you all very much for joining us. We have a fun pay-per-view review episode. So hopefully you have a nice cold beverage in hand. And maybe you you should be wearing that Drunk Wrestling History t-shirt. If you're not, you need to head over to whatamaneuver.net. Get those Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and onesies for the miniature Drunk Marks and Drunk marquettes. Great, soft-quality material for our on-demand parenting. Whatamaneuver.net. Buy a fucking shirt.
2: Beer ain't free, motherfuckers. Buy a fucking shirt.
1: God <laughs> damn it. And uh, especially the beers I drink. Right. Speaking speaking of, what are we drinking?
0: I'm drinking... Um, I don't even know what this is called. I got a, um, I joined a beer club. We have a restaurant out here. I don't know what places in the country have it, so I don't know who's aware of it, but it's called... Um, lazy dog and i joined their beer club and you get every quarter you get eight beers i'm drinking i can't read it uh sip park of genius something it's an extra special bitter ale with tea leaves oh and uh it's pretty good it's good i spilled some of it right before we started recording and that was a big fucking fiasco but uh it's good beer i like it and i might grab i'll see if i finish this during the episode if i do i'll probably go grab a corona
2: all right, so I am drinking one that Adam got me. Actually, the last episode that we recorded, I was drinking one from the same brewery. It's called Los Guerreros. Excellent beer. Uh, this is from the same brewery, Alasta Brewing, and you can find them at alastabrewing.com. This beer is a cream ale, and it is called Dig Tussie. Cream ale. What? Dig Tussy. Dig D-I-G space T-U-S-S-Y. That's been a lot cooler if they called hmm. it Big Pussy because it is a cream ale. But uh, we're going to see how this is.
1: <laughs> but, wait, I got you that?
0: I thought you were saying because it was Italian and it's in the Mafia.
2: <laughs> Honestly, for... Also that. And
1: Honestly, s- for... And he sleeps with the fishes. I forget if that was the second one that I got you aside from the Los Guerrero's. It is, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I must have and just... it's very looked, good. I must have just looked at the label and laughed. Mm. But, yeah, that Los Guerrero's... <laughs> With uh, affiliation with Chavo Guerrero. Make sure you check that out.
2: Yeah, it's Uh, excellent beer. It's a good-ass
1: beer. It's a really good beer. For a lager, for
0: like a nice crisp lager, you can drink in the backyard all day when it's hot out. Yes, It's perfect. For sure.
2: Yeah. And this one's good as well. So uh, cheers to Alastair Brewing.
0: Yeah, next time at your house, I'm going to drink that in the pool all day and pee in it. In your beer or in the pool? No, in the pool. Oh, okay, I
2: see. It's just... Yeah, like everybody else does in pretends I don't. Yes, exactly. So I do it all the time. It's my pool.
0: <laughs> I'm We went to oh, an yeah. adults only resort in a uh, in uh, Cancun and everybody in the pool is drinking and nobody's getting out. You're like <laughs> after like an hour you're like this pool is full of fucking pee dude because everybody it's so in this warm. Pool is drinking it's and so nobody's warm. taking a break, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This isn't my body just attempt uh, just adjusting to temperature. This is weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's more
0: it's more it's more water in Mexico. You're not supposed to drink. Oh, R. Kelly
2: God. loves that pool.
0: It's <laughs> his number one favorite. Yes, yeah. So does Carmella.
2: <laughs> Allegedly.
1: <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I am currently in Seattle right now, and I figure I wanted to get some uh, local product, so I have some Bedford's root beer out of Port Angeles, Washington. Ooh. Yeah. Um, really quick.
0: Eric Shepard hit me up on YouTube (laughs) with a great comment. He said, this is the better reason than my usual to have a beer at (laughs) 6am. So I don't know if he he gets up early for work or if he gets off work late and has a beer at 6am, which I've done. I've worked all night and come home and crushed drank like half a beer in the shower. Uh, I don't know what, what type of drinker he is, but, uh, anyone drinking a beer at 6am is good in my book, especially if you're on vacation. And, uh, Especially if you're on vacation, yeah. Or it's like Sunday morning and you're still drinking. Right, Which I've done a lot of times. Yeah, I might do that this weekend. We'll see. Yeah, cheers to the sun. Um,
1: And uh, that's all I got. Let's get into it. For this week's episode, we are doing a pay-per-view review. I'd say you'd call this our continuation of the Did Lex Luger Live Up to His Potential episode. Uh, It was uh, preluded in that, and we are doing it now. This is Season 6, Episode 3 on pecock. Taking place at uh, the Palace of Auburn Hills in de- in uh, in Detroit, Michigan. Oh wait, is Auburn Hills? Isn't never, it an Auburn Hills? Mind. I just put de- I put Detroit, yeah. Michigan as a reflex, not Michigan, but it's a reflex. Detroit, Michigan instead of just Michigan. Is it like
0: a like a like like a word association? Like I say, I say Michigan, you say like Detroit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, And beautiful
1: Detroit, we might add.
2: Beautiful Detroit.
1: Anyways, taking place in the year of our Lord 1993. Welcome to SummerSlam. We are immediately uh, greeted by the Lex Express uh, traveling (laughs) the country and pulling into the venue.
2: Lex loved that.
1: Oh, yeah. He was thrilled to be an asterisk. Lex loved that. Asterisk.
0: (laughs) You think he'd ever been on a bus in his life before that? He didn't look like a guy who traveled by bus, ever. Right? Yeah, I don't see him with a bus pass when he was young. (laughs) No. No.
2: You know?
0: Definitely not. Although, yeah. And we got into this on the Lex episode about how lame that fucking stupid bus was. Oh, my gosh. How much he hated it and how much I hated
1: it. And how he just had to do it. Like... Again, he had to just imply that it exists. You don't force him to to be on there. Yeah,
0: yeah. They could have just shot him pulling into the mall parking lot and shown that once a week. But no, they actually made his ass go on the bus. Yep, insane. Yeah, fucking just- insane. To to promote <laughs> SummerSlam too. It's not even to promote WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh. Exactly,
2: yeah, for some Okay, I, I yeah.
1: know before the episode you already said you have a plan, but can the outro for this be some rendition of Wheels on the Bus? <laughs> oh,
2: shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if no, I can well, find That wasn't the plan, but uh, it might be now. That might be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely better. <laughs> <laughs> definitely better
1: <laughs> okay let's All get into right. the show uh, your commentators are Vince McMahon and Bobby the Brain Heenan uh, love you weasel uh, we start off with Ted DiBiase versus Razor Ramon
0: and right off the bat Heenan calls Razor Ramon a Desi Arnaz impersonator
2: <laughs> yep <laughs> he wasted no time
0: yeah so we're starting out strong
2: this was crazy to me because they're building the show obviously around Lex who six mm-hmm. months previous to this was one of the biggest heels in the company as the narcissist. All the, And right. then they're leading off the show with Razor who six months mm-hmm. previous to this was a massive heel at WrestleMania 9 defeated Bob Backlund. And, oh yeah, that's and, a good point. And now both of those guys are two of the top faces in the company.
1: All the decor is Americana as well.
2: Yes. Ico Pro oh, Banner's yeah, hanging dec- in the rafters. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's like a, a vomit of Ica Pro and pride. Dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't think about that. And, and, and now that you mentioned that, maybe Razor should have been in the main event with
2: Yoko. Dude, I was thinking the same thing, or at least like when Macho came out during the main event, like, man, they should sub out Luger and just stick Macho Man in there.
0: One, I had that as one of my notes during that, and we'll get to that later. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're like thinking, um, man,
2: anybody <laughs> would be better in this situation.
0: Yeah, so this was an interesting match. Or no, I shouldn't say an interesting match. It was kind of like your classic kick off the show. I'm sure um, whoever put the show together was like, these two guys can go out there, do 10 minutes, and have a really good match and heat the crowd up. Yes. And that's they did. exactly what they did. And that's all they did. There was nothing fancy in this match. Um, Ted jumps razor before the bell. Um, he backs him into the corner for some chops razor reverses um, an Irish whip and um, he backdrops Ted and then he he ends up um, hitting a fallaway slam and Ted takes a powder which is a great like I love that I love starting off a show like that with the heel gets his ass kicked for a minute and dives out of the ring fuck this you're pulling the crowd right into it and the crowd's hot and ready to go and when you get and then when the heel's like I don't want to fucking wrestle yes now they're pissed you know because they're ready to see some action yep Um, and I forgot Heenan starts explaining that Ted had offered Razor a job as a
2: domestic as Heenan called it right I completely forgot about that angle yeah well he had lost to 123 Kid and then Money Inc. started basically making fun of Razor right Mm -hmm. and now you're starting to see okay so they're gonna team up Razor and Kid they're turning Razor Face and that's how this whole match came about and yeah DiBiase had offered him a job essentially like hey you could be the new Virgil yeah right yeah yeah, and cleaning his house and shit, which I don't
0: think that's who I want cleaning my house.
2: <laughs> right, his hair's gonna uh, drip all right. over the place. Stepping <laughs> yeah. on toothpicks everywhere.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, he might. He might. He might walk by the liquor cabinet and get distracted. Oh fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I do that, so I can make jokes about (laughs) it. This is a drunk podcast. (laughs) Um, Razor's in control, but Ted begs up in the corner, and he grabs, he does the grab him by his trunks, grab Razor by his trunks, and shoot him into the corner, face first. And then he takes control. And then um, for some reason, he even says after the match, Razor can have a cerveza, and one, two, three kid can have an oval team. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I don't even know why he's talking about one,
2: two, three kid. Well, because that's how this whole feud started. I know, but,
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just goofy, you know. Um, Razor tries to make a comeback, but Ted cuts him off with a knee to the stomach, and Heenan's on fire. Heenan says he hit him right in the black bean soup.
2: (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Heenan.
0: (laughs) Some of these old pay-per-views, I swear, dude, the best part is just listening to that guy. Yes. You know, because some of these old pay-per-views, like, Half the matches are kind of weak, and like a quarter of the matches are pretty good, and the rest are somewhere in between. But Heena was always good. Well,
2: he'll keep that shit entertaining from start to finish.
0: Yeah. Um, it ends up getting Ted or Razor ended up winning with the Razor's Edge, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which was a
2: surprise. So he basically, like, DiBiase took off the turnbuckle cover. That's right. Razor used that, bash his head in, Razor's Edge, game over. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, It was as basic of a match as you get. Nothing fancy. Didn't need to be. But it was good. Uh, Yeah, it didn't need to be. Not in the opening match. Right. You you don't need to go out there and fucking dive over the top rope and wrestle into the crowd in the opening match.
2: So, Um, uh, interesting million dollar man fact. This was DiBiase's last match in the WWF.
0: Okay, so with the way he lost, he just like lost clean to Razor's finish. I was wondering, I didn't know it was his last match, but I was like... He's got to be winding down. He's not going to be... If he's there much longer... If he's if he's there after that, it's not going to be much longer. Right. So I'm not surprised to hear that. I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, he
2: put over Razor on his way out, which is the way you do business. It's,
0: yeah, it seemed like a guy who was just putting a guy over strong because he's almost done, so...
2: Yeah, and that I makes mean, perfect sense. look, if you had to put somebody over to elevate to the next spot, you couldn't mm-hmm. have picked a better guy. DiBiase had oh, massive totally. star power, and Razor, mm-hmm. look at the star he became, so... That was yeah. a win-win for the WWE. Like, that sucks we're losing Ted, but look at this guy we're about to elevate into a face spot. Like, couldn't have picked anybody better.
0: Well, when you want to move a guy up a notch, a baby face up a notch, you have him beat a heel who had been champion for 35 seconds four years before.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: But a Makes well-established tag team champion. Give credit where it's due. That's Come true. on. Yeah. And yeah. he was million-dollar no, champion I mean, for how long? Yeah, DiBiase was a top guy for he sure. He really was, dude. He really was. That's a guy we should do an yeah. episode on is DiBiase. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, especially now that we find out he's a fucking welfare queen. Right.
0: Right. right. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like the Shockmaster episode. We'll we'll do an episode about him, but we'll mostly focus on this one part. Right. Because one part of his career is really fucking funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the
2: welfare queen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit.
0: <laughs> we mo- um we to- move on to your dad's favorite todd pettinghill interviewing mother oh, sorry, Stein- Adam.
1: mother steiner and crystal awkward that's all i have uh, very the mom totally blew his ass off oh yeah and the
0: sister looks like she came out of a time machine from 1986 yeah <laughs> um but instead that of tan- the time machine being a phone booth it was a tanning bed yeah. <laughs> a tanning bed time machine yeah <laughs> I'm looking at her and I'm like, she looks like I was like, she looks like Hogan Tanned a little too long. Right. Yeah. Like she's like le- like she looks like she's a purse. Or like a purse <laughs> a purse wearing a wig. Uh, <laughs> it's,
1: and, like a, and dr- it's like a brown leather couch. And drunk fact, this accurately describes some of those bags that you could get at Loungefly. No, I'm playing. <laughs>
2: Did you notice that uh the sister called rick steiner by his real name
0: no i didn't catch that what's his real name
2: rob richard rob rob and he goes by rick? robert rex steiner yes robert robert Reck. yeah the last name is rex steiner or rick steiner something oh like that. right right rex steiner okay rob. yeah rob. and his why real did, name is rob I... but yeah she was like because he asked him something about oh i bet you couldn't bring boys to the house or whatever i bet they were roughhousing with you and she was like yeah rob used to toss me all around the house or something like that but she called him rob Rob used to toss me all around the house. Yeah, yeah, like you know, Roughhousing with sister. I'm just trying to fuck, and here comes Rob. (laughs) Scott used to get so mad he cock blocked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're the brother, you're supposed to be guiding the cock. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let
2: me know what movies you're watching, dude. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's always the same one. Matter always they get
1: interrupted. (laughs) Uh, those are the kinds of movies Uh, that uh, it has that sound effect this one (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Jesus or
0: this one Ruthless oh, no. aggression. I didn't mean to play that one. <laughs> <laughs> Probably does with that one too. All right, let's get let's get to the next match. <laughs> Is it wrestling or porn? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the next. Imagine that. Where the shows the going next off the rails. matches for what? the WWF Tag Team Championship. The Heavenly Bodies with Jim Cornette taking on the champions, the Steiner Brothers. Cornet's dressed like Pepto Bismol.
2: <laughs>
1: Isn't
0: he? That fucking pink suit is like a Pepto Bismol pink. Pink and red, yeah. With a red with a red shirt and I think a pink tie, right? Yeah. Like he's like Saul Goodman. Like he looks like he looks ridiculous. Now that I think about it, Saul Goodman ripped off cornet he did you're right with those weird with those crazy so fucking shirts and so you're saying you are. look
1: at him and you get an upset stomach diarrhea hey
0: Pepto. <laughs> 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 he looks ridiculous yeah i love it um was there any reason going into this that we should have thought the
2: heavenly bodies might win no and that's the thing is this match had very little build yeah they just all, all of a sudden kind of slapped it together like oh i guess we should put the steiners in a match uh put them against him
0: I remember thinking of the heavenly bodies as like not quite jobbers, but almost jobbers,
2: you know, is that because you didn't view smoky mountain wrestling as like a viable wrestling platform to like to oppose be... WWF?
0: No, fuck. No, it, it wasn't on TV. Like I would see, um, pictures from it in PWI and that was about it. So no, of course not. I mean, P- smoky mountain was hood slam.
2: Okay. Okay. I get it. I was actually excited to yeah. see these guys cause I had heard about smoky mountain, never had seen it. And then you watch a few mm. matches with the heavenly bodies. You're like these guys are pretty fucking good yeah you weren't a fan though yeah, you didn't the, like the heavenly bodies I
0: hated the heavenly bodies I think part of it was like both guys were just so fucking ugly
1: oh come which on I know, which I
0: know is just a weird I know that's a weird thing to say but I just didn't like to look at them
2: <laughs> I just want them off my it's TV I don't care if they win or fucking lose just leave yeah
0: especially Pritchard he was just like upsetting to look at <laughs> you know what I mean like he's very
2: off-putting and the other guy calls himself the... a gigolo. You're, gigolo you're like fucking who's paying him <laughs>
0: Yeah, Pritchard had the bangs. It was, he was, it was the whole thing was a mess. Uh, I never liked that
2: fucking team. uh, See, and I thought that they were good. This is actually one of my favorite matches on the card. I thought this match was great. It was a great,
0: well, okay, so looking back at it now, it was a really good match. And they were actually a great tag team, but I hated them when I was a kid. And I guess, you know, probably part of why I hated them is because fucking they were heels and I was a kid, you know, and I hated Cornette. Okay. So, you know, I think I just, I think it worked. I think the whole thing worked on me.
2: And see, I loved Cornette. Even when he was manager of the Midnight Express in the NWA slash WCW, I loved, I still love Cornette. And so when yeah. he brought in the Heavenly Bodies, I was like, this guy's a manager of Tag Team Champions. These guys have to be fucking great. And I right. I honestly thought the Heavenly Bodies were fantastic. Did I think they had a chance to get the Steiners? No fucking way. But Fuck no. Yeah, but I loved them as a tag team. Like this match to me was fantastic. It did its job. It did what it had to do. And second match on the card.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah,
0: right. Yeah, it is not Taka versus Aguilar. No, it is not. But, didn't but it's fi- very good. Didn't we figure out a
1: match that was better? than Orton that? Rollins. Oh yeah,
0: Orton Rollins. It's not Orton Rollins. It's not that good. But you're right. It is very. It it's probably actually the best wrestling match on the show.
1: Uh,
2: you know, it could be the second the best second match that is a tag team match that we've reviewed so far. Yeah, maybe yeah i mean it
0: might also be the only
2: one of those <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's still winning yeah, i don't know it's still winning
0: um i didn't like the signers either at the time so at the, when i was a kid i was like yeah because you wanted um, wcw guy right and they, they came out and their music sucked the letterman jackets sucked which they wore um, in
2: wcw they basically had the same gimmick dude
0: and it was a good Michigan gimmick blue but i just it wasn't for me it just didn't work for me okay um But they were great. I mean, they were really fucking good. And they were the hometown heroes in this match, too. And they're the hometown heroes. So, like, yeah, of course, they're not going to lose. The Heavenly Bodies jumped the bell, which happened in the previous match. Yes. And um, Heenan loves corny.
2: He does. Also, I want to point Um, out, Danny Davis is your referee in this match.
0: Who was the only person in the ring that I liked? (laughs) (laughs) The heel fucking ref was the only guy I was a fan of. (laughs) You're
2: like, I hope he swerves the Steiners
0: in this one. Yeah. Um, the signers take control and they fuck up uh, what the fuck they're called? Um, the Heavenly Bodies. And yeah, the Heavenly Bodies, yeah. They're fucking them up and Corny is irate which is funny enough but it's even funnier in that Pepto-Bismol suit. Like he's just fucking, you know, it's, it's just comedy going on outside there. And then um, Scott's fucking them both up and he's making them look like shit. Like he's just beating on them both. Then Rick tags in and he does the same thing and I'm like, Oh, like this, I'm thinking this match is gonna be short. And then Scott shoots one of them, I think Jimmy Del Rey, into the ropes. He slides under Scott's leg, and then Pritchard hits Scott with a bulldog, which is actually a really cool spot. That was a that cool was spot, really... dude. Yeah. You think yeah. the Steiners
2: are just gonna fucking squash at this point, and then that's where they turn. Right.
0: Yeah, that was really clever. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I like that a lot. Um, and then they take over and then that's when uh, Jimmy Del Rey does a somersault from the apron to the floor um, after Scott gets tossed outside Vince flips the fuck out he says he's never seen anything like that before and then he calls it a moonsault (laughs) oops (laughs) which apparently he has never seen anything like that before because he has no idea what it's called (laughs) it's a somersault Um, then you get your classic tag team stuff the heels are keeping Scott on their side of the ring you know tagging in and out a lot building the hot tag um building the hot tag um they um one of the distracts the ref and corny hits him in the throat with the racket Heenan missed it because he was getting a diet coke <laughs> and then he asked Vince if he wanted one <laughs> so so polite and I was watching this at work and I had a diet coke in my cooler I was like that sounds good I paused it and got up and got one
2: <laughs> look at Heenan being an influencer how
1: many yeah, three years <laughs> later. <laughs> later yeah exactly marketing <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, then we get, we finally get the hot tag. Rick cleans house with the clotheslines starts tearing them up. Heenan says, Mrs. Steiner just gave her daughter a clothesline. They're all nuts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the ref's distracted and corny tosses the racket in. Rick takes a shot with the racket, but he kicks out on two. Yes.
2: I thought that was it. To the f- I was like, Oh fuck. When I was watching this, live, I did too. I thought that was it.
0: I did too. Cause well, I've thought that now. Cause I just didn't remember. Right. You know? Right. Um, and to get to the finish Pritchard hits um, Del Re- no Pritchard hits a moonsault on shit I forget on Del Ray. I forget who he hits on Del okay yeah that's right they botched yeah. a double team they botched a double team he hits a uh, moonsault on Del Ray. Scott hits a Frankensteiner that looked fucking fantastic yeah it was good um yeah and you notice how Rick and snuck that- in and
2: took the pin yes like Scott right. hit it yeah and then he was just like doing a celebration thing and like Rick snuck in and took the pin yeah, right. That was the one thing I did like about that team back in the day that Frankensteiner was a badass move. Oh fuck yeah, dude. That's well that's what put him on the map. I don't know that w- Right. I mean they they probably still would have been humongous stars without that move. But that mm-hmm. absolutely put him on the map. Like you wanted to watch a Steiner's match just to see the Frankensteiner.
0: Right. Nobody was doing Hurricane Ranas and shit back then. Right. You know. Right. Like and this was like a hurricane rana if you drop a dude right on his head yes. too. Like it's cooler than a hurricane rana. Yep. So yeah, that was great. Um, good finish. It was actually it was a great match. It really it was, was, dude. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. My one note and uh, that's it for that. Brain says that Go the ahead. Steiners grew up at 18714 Grand River Avenue. Uh that's not a house, but the current business at that address is a place called All Prayed Up Hair and Nail Salon. So Oh. Hmm. So
0: Well, if re- next time WrestleMania goes to Detroit, I should go there and get my hair did. There you go.
1: Yeah. Good unless, unless the signers uh, grew up with uh, great manis and petties. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I am due for a manicure. Actually,
0: I'm totally due for a manicure because I was fixing the tripod that holds my recorder and I got fucking crazy glue all over my middle finger.
2: I hate when that happens.
0: Yeah. It, dude, it was like a lot too. Like it fucking like gushed out on me. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, like that DVD I used to have. Gush. Yeah. Gush 2. Oh, gush 2, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for clarifying. I, had, I didn't
1: get the original one. I, I forgot about
2: too. the sequel. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Joe Fowler's interviewing uh, Shawn Michaels and Diesel.
2: Any relation Who the to Travis fuck Fowler? Is Joe Fowler? What? Any relation to Travis Fowler, I wonder.
1: I hope
0: so. Well, no, I, I don't hope so because I'm about to insult him. <laughs> I don't oh. want
2: to upset uh, so just, Travis if there is like a relation l- we're sorry
0: yeah unless he's like Travis's shitty cousin that he doesn't really like <laughs> the who the fuck was Joe Fowler dude I don't remember this guy but he I don't remember a him lot. at all he was obnoxious he was on dude he was on fire I was like dude I don't think this is the first you've seen a Sean today you might have been hanging out before <laughs> <laughs> like fuck he was a wild
2: man yeah. he, was a, he was a little much <laughs> oh dude it's the first time you ever saw lines <laughs> on a
1: table apparently he did all of them yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Walks in so organized.
0: <laughs> All right. That's our
1: on. uh leeway into the the for the next match for the Intercontinental Championship. The champion Shawn Michaels with Diesel taking on Mr. Perfect. On paper, this is match of the night. Absolutely. On paper. Yeah. Yeah. And on radio, um, Gorilla the, Monsoon and JR are seen broadcasting for WWF radio. I was just oh, going to yes. say that before they get into the match. They show those guys
0: up in the broadcast booth. Yeah, JR and Gorilla. And I was like, man, why didn't they put Vince on
2: on uh, radio with JR and Gorilla on, on uh, the pay-per-view? Yeah, so do you think Gorilla Hayden. was losing it at this point? We're talking 93. He didn't go much longer, right? Like, he did wrong I raw. don't think he was
0: losing it. Well, I want to say the last time we saw him... Would have been 97, 97, it might have been 98. He was there for a while still. was. He, so he um, wasn't
2: commissioner at this point yet, right?
0: No, he wasn't commissioner. So, I mean, they gave him a, a TV role long after this. Okay, because I remember uh, him on Raw so
2: as like the commissioner because he tossed Bobby out when when Bobby left the WWF.
0: Right, which would have been... 94? Within a year. It, yeah, it would have been much longer than this. Okay. Um, and he was commissioner for a while. Because, didn't he take a fucking... Oh, he, got, he took a Vader bomb. That's right. So Vader wasn't there until like
2: 95-ish. Uh, so it was probably 90. 90- yeah, I think it set up that... Uh, was it to set up the SummerSlam 96 match with HBK? I think it was, and I think that might have
0: been the last we saw Gorilla because then he was... Um, wasn't he a judge for the fucking boxing match at 13 or something like that? I think so, like He showed yeah. up at a WrestleMania that was the last time we saw him on camera. So that would have been 97. So he was around for another 4 years. At that point he looked old and frail.
2: Yeah, that's probably you know, why they didn't skinny. have him on camera.
0: Yeah, he was Well, no, no, I mean in 97 he looked old and well, frail. Right, he right, right. Yes. Um so at this point I don't really I don't remember him looking old and frail when he was commissioner. So I no, I don't think it was anything to do with that. It probably was just like let's get cuz had only been there since WrestleMania 9.
2: Yeah, so at this point he'd only right? been there for like 6 months.
0: Yeah, so it probably was Vince and let's get a name, you know, a, a known guy, a known commodity on the radio show. Okay, is my guess. Okay, that's that's my guess. You know that like that's, but I don't think it was because I mean, if the guy's losing it, you don't put him on fucking radio. True, that is true. You know, yeah, I mean, if you, if the guy gets in a fire, you put him on radio. <laughs> Some,
2: you know or if I mean? half your face, something sags, like that, you put the guy on radio. Right,
0: right. Exactly. Well, I'm sure that's why Jr. was there. No, that was this was before that. But no, you get like leprosy, they put you on radio. This right. kind of thing.
2: You know. Yeah. Or um, if you're the heavenly bodies, they put you on radio.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. What right. to look at. <laughs> yeah. Tom Pritchard's perfect for radio. Jesus. Um. So I just. Dude, like the week before watching this match, which would have been three, four weeks ago. We watched this a while ago. Um, I just happened to see a sign on SmackDown when Roman was walking up the ramp that said, Why were HBK's tights so high at SummerSlam ninety yeah. three? Whoa. And then and then I'm watching the what? show and I forgot all all about it. And I'm and I'm looking at Sean, I'm like, dude, he's wearing his pants like fucking Urkel. They're like up to his belly button. And then I remembered seeing that sign. And I was like, that's crazy. Okay, so do we, Why do we, we have f- an answer? No, I was gonna ask you why. Why would he wear his pants that what high? no Fucking idea. Yeah, they were like up to. It was like up to his belly button. <laughs> he looked ridiculous,
2: dude. I fuck. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I was like, oh, maybe he wore him that way at the time. But then when I saw that, you know, I, then I remembered that sign. I was like, well, that guy claimed it was just that one night. I don't know if it was just that one night or if it was that era. But
2: he looked. I don't know. Did he lose a bet?
0: <laughs> he like, yeah he lost a bet yeah
2: like somebody like yeah. he lost a bet and they're like dude you gotta go out at this pay-per-view with your fucking <laughs> fucking tights all hiked up like Urkel
0: I once lost a bet I actually thought Bam Bam was gonna beat Lawrence Taylor and I had to wear a clown wig and like this long fucking tie with frogs on it that went down to my feet and like f- makeup not clown makeup but like girl makeup I had to wear it at school for a week that serves you right I walked into geometry class and my teacher was, the first thing he said was, all right, what bet did you lose? (laughs) Dude, I thought Bam Bam was going to win, dude. I'm a mark.
2: (laughs) I can't believe you put Um, money or like fucking your reputation on Bam Bam like that. Come on.
0: Well, if you you knew what my reputation was before that.
2: Uh, Yeah, it couldn't have dropped
0: further. You're right. I didn't have much to lose. Yeah, you're right. Um, Sean hits the ropes like three times and then they have some kind of weird miscommunication, which is very odd for those guys. They kind of collided. Um, like it seemed like he went for a clothesline, but just something weird. The very beginning of the match, something just goofy went wrong, which for those two guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Seemed really weird. Yeah. Um, but this is a cool match because to start Sean's trying to mat wrestle Mr. Perfect. And you already, we've already established that Mr. Perfect's a great mat wrestler. He had his feud with Brett years ago you already know this and it's turning out exactly that way. Mr. Perfect is outworking his ass easily. Yeah. Like Sean can't do anything. Every time he tries to do something it gets reversed. Um, He at one point comes off the top rope and Mr. Perfect catches him with an arm drag. Sean pops up, takes another arm drag and then ends up in an arm bar and he's just getting frustrated. You can see the frustration in Sean. It's really good. I love the first part of this match.
2: And Sean always did a great job of like displaying that frustration. Like you could tell. Mm-hmm. Like you, you felt it. He's like getting out mm-hmm. work then you just you almost felt it like he just had that frustration in him and he did such a good job of emoting that. Right, he really got that got that across. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um
0: he goes for a drop kick because he keeps almost doing something but never quite quite does it. He goes for a drop kick, perfect grabs his legs and slingshots him over the top rope and Sean flew over that top rope and if you think about the the athleticism it takes to take... First, to take a fucking su- uh, a slingshot and just not break your hips. Yes. You know? um, But to just pop up your feet and fly right over that top rope and not make it look like you're jumping. Like, it looks so good. You know? And it's one of those things back then I didn't really pay attention to, but watching it now, like, in a slightly different way. Yeah. I was
2: like, fuck, Sean was good. Oh, dude. And this was, like, not even in his prime yet, Shawn Michaels. Oh, no, this is... Fuck three years, you know, four three, yeah,
0: about three years before he really started to, you know, get to that Sean that we, you know, three four years, yeah, because twelve, yeah, sixteen, yeah, twelve would have been in ninety six. It's ninety
2: three, right? Right. So he still had <laughs> yeah. like another two and a half, three years before he became that dude. But you could yeah, already see right. it three years at the, you know before that in this match. Just he fucking had it, dude. Yeah, and this is around the time, probably within a year of this, is
0: when he started to become my favorite wrestler. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know who was my favorite wrestler at this point anymore with Hogan gone. Um Probably Brett. It probably wasn't Sean, but but probably within nine to twelve months, Sean was my favorite guy.
2: Yeah. Know? Yeah. And even as a um, heel, I a little- you were like, this dude just has it.
0: Right. I was I would have been like 15 or something, so I start liking the heels. Right. And I was like, yeah, this guy is in every match. Every match is fucking great. Because
2: you evolved at some point as a mark where like you stopped paying attention to really like who was good and who was bad, and you paid more attention to who could go in the ring.
0: Right, who has good matches? Right, when you're 9 years old, you don't really know what a good match exactly. is.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: But when you're a little older, you can yeah, you can watch a match and be like that was a good fucking match. Right. Right. Yeah, and every time Sean got in the ring it was um so they they're outside, Perfect comes outside after him. Um Diesel distracts him. He turns uh he he uh I think Perfect gave Dave Diesel a punch maybe yeah. or just was distracted by him. Turns back around and blind feeds into a super kick. And that was the stiffest looking super kick. I've ever seen. And it probably wasn't. He probably barely touched him, but it looked so perfect. Didn't put his hand up or anything. He's just boom, right in the fucking jaw. Yeah,
2: trusted HBK. And like you said, he probably didn't even touch him, but they made it look like a million bucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Sean takes control and he's in control for a little while. And then perfect hits. Sean goes for like a backdrop. Perfect hits him with a knee and he shoots him right into Earl. And I think that was accidental. Oops. Because nothing really came of it. You know what I mean? It was just like smash him into the referee, but Earl doesn't go down. Nothing really happened. I think Earl was in the wrong spot. Yeah. He probably just... You know what I mean? Like, not that he knew that they were going to do that knee spot. He probably just happened to be... It's one of those rare times where the referee's in the wrong spot at the wrong time. And
2: we've seen Earl sell a ref bump. Right. Like, the smallest glancing blow, and he acts like he's been shot, you know? but So, this absolutely was a fuck-up on his part.
0: I think it was. I think he just was in the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Mr. Perfect hits a perfect plex by the ropes. You think the match is over, but diesel grabs his foot. Earl doesn't see yeah. it. Yanks him out of the ring. And, um, Vince says Earl's back was turned, but Earl's face was right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? He played it off like he didn't see it. Yeah. And he turned around and looked. he turned, he got up and looked the other way, like away from fucking, <laughs> uh, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of goofy, yeah. but whatever, you know, um, so then Perfect Attacks Diesel, Sean comes outside and then Perfect rolls Sean back into the ring who happens to roll over Earl's legs the way that the Chicks rolled over Coach at 19. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Earl just like took like a flat back bump and Sean rolled right over him. <laughs> and um Diesel shoots uh Mr. Perfect into the steps and he gets counted That's out. That's it. Yep. Count out. Yeah. And then they beat him down after, and he chases him away. And um, you could tell, obviously, this feud wasn't over. You know,
2: Sean wins, but it's a shitty win. I, I assume it wasn't over. When they used to do this. When they would have, because. A count out. Yeah. Obviously, back then, they only had the four pay per views. They hadn't started doing the in your house events yet. Mm-hmm. But the big pay per views were really meant to be kind of your feud write offs, not necessarily a right. continuation of the feud. And I wanted to see this thing come to a head with a decisive winner. And when it to count out, I was like, God damn it. Like, fuck. The the feuds need to end at these big pay-per-views. And that didn't happen here. Like you said, the feud wasn't over. It continued. I just, I I wish they would have put a cap on it and moved either guy on to the next one. But it
0: it had only started recently, though, because at WrestleMania, Sean wrestled Tito. Uh,
2: No, at WrestleMania, Sean wrestled Tatanka.
0: Tatanka to he wrestled Tito with the fall or no the previous the previous one, huh? yeah that yeah. was his first
2: like as his first big match as a heel
0: yeah so I mean they hadn't been feuding very long at this point
2: right right so es-
1: especially for those days when a feud would go a year next match is the one two three kid versus Irwin R Scheister
0: and before it you get Joe Fowler backstage with one two three kid who looks like he's seven
2: <laughs> yeah dude oh my god he looks young.
0: Right, and he says that the butterflies are coming in his stomach, which is disgusting. First, first of all, <laughs>
2: ruthless <laughs> aggression.
1: Searching, um, searching, butterfly and then he says, porn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, internet rule thirty-four.
1: Oh um, God, your antenna is so. Big. And then
0: he cuts the worst pro he cuts the worst promo of all time because he's like well I'm gonna go out there and uh, hopefully I'll win <laughs> <laughs> he, can, he has zero confidence sure in fucking yeah. hope he <laughs> <laughs> that's the intention and then he shakes Joe Fowler's right hand with his right hand awkwardly and then after he walks off Joe Fowler says he's quiet he's shy but he's a hero yeah and that was definitely a Vince line
2: it's good stuff dude it's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. He did everything but say suffer and succotash. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then to start the match, uh, uh, IRS comes out and, of course, cuts a promo called, and he accuses... Um, calls Detroit the tax-free city. Th- yeah. Didn't he say tax cheat city? Oh. I, I think he said tax cheat city because that was his thing. He always called everyone a tax oh.
2: cheat. Yeah. It's funny that that All never right. got old. The guy was around for, what, three years as IRS and yeah. every city still got mad when he called him a tax cheat oh yeah they were upset Maybe. yeah
0: and you know half of them were fucking tax cheats exactly and i guarantee you vincent Ram was a fucking tax cheat. Yeah. he came up with that gimmick <laughs> i know i know his tag team partner ted dibiase is a tax cheat right fucking welfare queen but isn't that funny the irs agent ended up tagging with the welfare queen <laughs> i love it um he did a cool thing um not a, gr- I don't know what you call it, where um, one, two, three kid hits the ropes, comes at him, and he like doesn't gorilla press him, but shoots him up in the air. Oh, yeah. You
2: know what I mean? Yeah, he's kind of like just throws him up. Him.
0: Yeah, just toss him in the air. So we toss him like seven fucking feet high, but then he doesn't pin him, which I'm like, dude, that was basically Warriors finisher. Why aren't you pinning exactly, him? Exactly, yeah. Then he does it a second time, and one, two, three kid reverses in, into a dropkick, which was really that cool. That was fucking badass, dude. Yeah, and I was like, you should have pinned him, stupid. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but IRS turns it around you know kind of takes over um, and he's being a dick dude he's just fucking beating on him he tosses him outside for no reason yeah. he won't let him get back in very disrespectful he's just fucking
2: with him yeah
0: yeah and it's like you're watching it and it's very much like veteran versus rookie even though back then it was like nobody existed until their current um, incarnation right you know what I mean you're not you're not supposed to remember that he was part of that uh, shitty tag team in the 80s what are they called
2: uh, the US Express was he the
0: U.S. Express. You're not supposed to remember that he's the guy from the U.S. Express. Yeah, they t- told you to you know change his look. Right, but I mean, he's portrayed as a guy who's been wrestling a long time, and you know one, two, three, kid's a rookie, so it makes perfect sense that IRS is going to whip his ass. Right. Um. Uh. They do the, the head to the turnbuckle spot. IRS goes to smash one, two, three, kid's head into the turnbuckle. The kid reverses it. And IRS takes an extra shot to the turnbuckle after one, two, three. Kid stops smashing his head into the turnbuckle.
2: It's <laughs> so embarrassing.
0: Yeah, it's not a veteran <laughs> move. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Kid climbs the top rope, hits a moonsault for a one count. Uh, one count. Uh, he gets an insiguri for a two, and Vince loves it. But then IRS comes off the ropes and just hits him with a fucking flying clothesline. Takes a second to cover him, but he gets a gets a three count off that clothesline.
2: Yeah, the right off, and that's game. Yeah, and it was a good match. Oh, was that his finisher? Yeah, the right off. Yeah, it was a like a Oh, close okay,
0: line. I forgot about that. Okay. I totally I totally forgot that was his finisher. And I remember that because um, of
2: the video games.
0: Okay. Um it was cool. It was the match did what it was supposed to do. It let one 2 3 kid get in there. They kept the veteran being the top guy, but kid got to show off what he could do. You know, he did some cool spots. Right. Um Get in there, have a good match, and get out of there. That's
2: what they did. And it kind of kept uh, the hierarchy was... of okay. So Razor's going to be one, two, three Kid's tag team partner. Razor won his mm-hmm. match, but one, two, three Kid lost his. Going right. into any tag team matches, you know who the top guy is in those matches. Right. Yeah.
0: There's a pecking. order. There's
2: a pecking order. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I liked it. There was there was not much of the match, but it it was it served its purpose well. It did. It did. It gave Kid a showing. And then after it, I forgot about the brain scan. Bobby Heenan does the brain scan. Oh God, yeah. And he makes some kind of tax joke where he's like drawing IRS's legs and his arm, and he makes a four out of it, and it's like a ten forty four. A ten
1: four, yeah, ten forty four. Ten
0: forty four, and he's like, "That's a write off." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was a reach. Which was kind of.
0: Yeah, it was a reach because you're like drawing. He's drawing a four, and there is no four on that. Yeah, there's no
2: way you're going to get a four out of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and actually the brain scan was cool because remember the king had that thing too. But the king's like a really good artist, like he's like a kind like a kind of like a cartoonist, right? um Heenan couldn't draw for shit. <laughs> no, he's, at all. He draws like me. He's terrible. Yeah, his he one zero, zero four fucking, zero was awful. Yeah, it was awful. You would never know what the fuck he was drawing on there if he didn't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it
1: was and it was perfect. It was great. Yeah, man, if yeah. we could only play Pictionary with him. <laughs> <laughs> the next match is. Uh, Alright, so the next match is supposed to be for the undisputed title of King of the Ring. Uh, so, right. Brett the Hitman Hart comes out. He is the current reigning King of the Ring. And here comes Sir Limpsalot, uh, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> Am I the only one who thinks that uh, his leg tights look like pajamas?
2: I guess they kind of did.
1: Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, he, he has his uh, South Park WTF episode monologue about a car accident and uh, his legs fucked up and the doctors just will not let him compete. And so... But he still managed he, to put on put his, his tights.
0: T- he put on his tights. Yeah. Also, did you catch like, that he him. said that he got a He's limousine dedicated.
2: at the rental place? No. He, was, he he was in a limo. He got he went and got a limo. But then he was in the car okay. accident and claimed he was driving. So Lawler was driving himself to the <laughs> arena in a limousine. In a, he,
0: in a limo. And it was a shitty Detroit-made car. Yes. Yeah. He, he made sure to point that up. But no, I didn't catch the limo part. That's great. Yeah, he was
2: driving himself in a limousine.
1: fucking yeah so he's like
0: no i'm not gonna wrestle but uh he's like i'm not gonna wrestle but i have someone to wrestle for me and out comes doink of all people yep and you're like fucking
2: doink really like i think like
0: i'm (laughs) now that sums it up like
2: doink's gonna fucking
0: beat brett like what
2: well doink did beat crush at wrestlemania 9
0: i guess but brett is no crush is no brett
2: Yeah, but okay. No, I get that. But dude, Doink, I think Doink was pretty good. Doink was kind
0: of, Doink was actually, Doink was Matt Bourne was a very good wrestler. Correct. This this was Matt Bourne at this point, right? That
2: was Matt Bourne in one of his last appearances as Doink.
0: That's No, he was there till 10 because Matt Bourne is one of only two people who were at WrestleMania 1 and 10. It's Matt, uh, oh no, wait. Or were you, no, maybe I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, I thought shortly after this, uh, they stopped having th- Matt Bourne play Doink.
0: I think you might be right. So only one person was at both, and I want to say it was Lalani Kai. Was that one and ten? One and ten. Someone there was someone who's at one and ten. I think it's fucking Lalani Kai, because I think Lalani Kai wrestled Bondacano at ten and wrestled someone else at one. But I could be I'd have to go back and check.
2: Okay, because I didn't remember if if Bourne stopped playing Doink before they turned Doink face.
0: Yeah. I thought he became somebody, be right. but
2: it, it still could have been Matt Bourne but he wasn't doink for much longer after this
0: right Yeah, it wasn't but much anyway, longer anyway he was anyway you're right they positioned him as kind of he wasn't a joke you know he was nothing to fuck with right so you're you're right. I mean, he was no Brett, but yeah. But it was still a clown um,
2: coming to wrestle Bret Hart. And you're like,
1: man.
0: Clown, exactly. He's still a clown yeah. who comes to the ring with a bucket of water and throws it on Bret's fucking brothers who are at ringside.
1: <laughs> that was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was. Because you think it's going to be the glitter trick? Yeah. And then it wasn't. It was the fucking water. I was like, oh, shit. That was great. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's um, Bruce right in the face with that shit.
0: Yeah. And you know, if you told me about what? this situation, I would have been like, man, my least favorite part of this was that Doink wrestled Bret. Watching it, my least favorite thing about this was that Bill fucking Alfonso was the referee.
2: I was going to say, Fonzie is your ref.
0: Fuck. Duh. Are you kidding <laughs> me? I didn't even notice that. What the But fuck? since he's a ref, I'm not. Yeah, it was Fonzie. Yeah, since he's since he's a ref, not a manager, I didn't skip it.
2: Yeah,
0: um, yeah no whistle. So they get into the match, Heenan points out that um, Lawler saved a school bus full of kids in that car crash, and he bought all 45 of them hamburgers after, too. That's
2: right. That's right.
0: Yeah, so Lawler's not all that bad.
2: He's a pretty good guy.
1: Yeah. Drunk Even with fact. His um, up knee. Drunk fact. Uh, I was one of those uh, 42 kids and I ate all of those hamburgers. So, nice. Well done, <laughs>
0: Adam. Yeah.
1: Um, Brett's kicking
0: Doink's ass and he's inviting Lawler in and Lawler's like, no, I'm hurt. <laughs> my knee. Um, and then his dumb ass goes after him and then Doink hits him from behind. He's like, got total control of the match and gets distracted by Jerry Lawler for no reason. And then boom! Eric, now Doink's in charge, um, and Doink goes for they. They go back and forth a little bit for a while. You know, it, it's actually a longer match than you'd think it's going to be because watching it, you're like, well, Lawler's obviously going to get in the ring. Yeah, um, Doink goes for like a top rope. I don't know what you call it—the top rope bonsai type. thing. Uh, the whoopee, like whoopee the thing cushion. That Molly Holly used to do whoopee cushion. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what Molly called it. Um, and he gets um, Brett catches him. And uh, goes into his usual, like, Brett stuff. You know, the leg sweep, the elbow. Boom. Sharpshooter. Puts puts him in that. And with complete disregard for logic, Jerry Lawler jumps in and attacks Brett to save Doink from losing the match. Like, as if Jerry Lawler should fucking care if Doink loses the match. Right. So he blows his whole fucking broken leg thing. Just to save Doink and dude, when he fucking hits Brett, he wraps that crutch. He hits him with the crutch. He wraps that thing around his fucking head. He did. He did. Right? You think it was gimmick? <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't think. So. I mean, maybe because but a crutch, a crutch. Like if you ever pick up a crutch, they're really lightweight. They feel like if you hit someone, if you swing it hard and hit someone with the center of it, it would bend. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't seem like it has enough weight to really do a lot of damage unless you hit someone like in the face. So he kind of actually hit it like over his neck. Not as – I think he was aiming for his shoulder and hit his neck. It probably still hurt like hell. It probably did. I don't think it's the kind of thing – yeah, but I don't think it's the kind of thing that can really injure you. You know, you might be bruised. Okay. You might have been sore for a couple days, but I don't think it's going to break anything. Okay. That's just my – I could be totally wrong, but just from having t- picked up crutches – they feel that way next time i have a crutch i'll hit someone with it and we'll see
2: adam you're taking a uh, crutch shot uh. the next time eddie has crutches
0: yeah can you get a crutch oh, probably next time i'll see you be halloween bring a crutch do i have a crutch i think i can get
2: crutches at work actually can you I can i Well, i work for a medical bracing company so
0: dude i'll we'll do this i'll have enough to drink and like around 2 a.m you're gonna hit me with the crutch all right hey, let's if, do any, it. if any of our I'll listeners
1: uh currently have a broken leg right now and uh i think uh you don't need your crutch, uh, send it over here and send some local beer. We'll put you over.
0: Yes, please. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um. So now it's like a beat down on Brett. It's like an assault. And Bruce and Owen are trying to stop it. And the refs and Tony Gurria oh, are they're shot. They're, they're stopping. Yep. Shot. The refs and Tony Gurria, instead of breaking up the... Uh, assault in the ring are stopping Owen and is it Bruce? Yes, Which it's Bruce. Yeah. They're stopping Owen and Bruce from getting in there and stopping the assault. <laughs> right.
2: Right. They're like, no, this is going to continue. Counterproductive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're completely counterproductive. It's, just, it's just a complete mess. Like, none of this makes none of this whole thing. And this is long, dude. This is probably close to a half hour of the show. Oh, it's a whole thing. None yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. Um, this is the longest Tony spot tells Lawler that, to get in the uh, ring. Lawler
1: has match-wise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost as long as that match with Cole. Right. Um, Tony tells Lawler to get in the ring. You got to wrestle because now I know you're not hurt. And everyone is out there. Rene Goulet is out there. Lance is out there. Patterson. Tommy Lasorda is out there. It's a whole big fucking thing. <laughs>
2: Tommy Lasorda.
0: <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Who the fuck was that? Was, who was that, that fucking Earl guy?
2: Earl Weaver.
0: I don't know. Who's Earl Weaver? I don't know who Earl Weaver I don't is. Know.
2: I saw his face and I, I just thought Earl Weaver. I don't even know who he is. I thought he was an old wrestler back in the day.
0: Okay, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll. I'll. Adam, can you look that I'm up? On it. It was a big fat fucking Italian guy. Oh, was out there. Not, not the guy. Not the guy with the gray hair. Okay, that's why I thought you was... meant
2: as the guy with the gray hair and the glasses.
0: Oh no 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 the big fat fucking dude no the guy with the gray hair and the glasses I thought that was Barnett for a minute and I looked it up and Barnett was not there at that dude, point dude so was that Strongbow? That was. Holy shit, dude! That was Strongbow. I think that was Strongbow. I think it was Strongbow. Yeah, you're right. Oh my god, that was Strongbow, which makes sense because he was, he did an Indian gimmick and he was Italian, <laughs> right,
2: like every other, Indi-
0: yeah. like every, like everyone besides who whoever did an Indian gimmick, right. all the way back to Iron Eyes Cody. They're all fucking Italians. <laughs> wow, you're right. Corners. That was Strongbow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, so they start the match. Brett fights him back into the ring. And it's actually kind of cool what's going on. Like, none of this makes sense, but it's kind of cool. It's a like chaos out there. It's very Attitude Era.
2: Yes, very much so. I You're felt, right.
0: You know? Yeah, all the agents are out there. There's fighting in the aisle. There's guys jumping the barricade. It was pretty cool. Um, And then Fonzie appears to think that they're in ECW because they're hitting each other with a crutch, and he doesn't see anything. He doesn't care.
2: Yeah, I was like, dude, Brett is hits- this no DQ? They're doing it right in front of the ref.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. No, no they never said that. And but then but then they stopped using the crutch in front of Fonzie, because then Lawler's choking Brett with the crutch while Owen is distracting Fonzie. Right. Which basically was Owen's role for the rest of the match was distract the ref while Jerry
2: Lawler cheats. Yeah, this was like his prelude to turning heel, I guess. <laughs> like Owen was kind Kinda, of being a heel yeah. in this match.
0: Sort of I mean it was all like inadvertent, but it would have actually made sense if like Later on, he'd been like, yeah, I did that shit on purpose, Brett. Yeah,
2: but that never came back to play at all.
0: No, it didn't, but it would have made sense if they had.
2: Yeah, 100%. Did you catch Bobby um, called Helen and Stu ghouls? <laughs> did
1: no, I nobody died, catch dude.
0: <laughs> no, but I heard that he said they never considered getting divorced because nobody wanted custody of those ugly kids. <laughs>
2: Jesus. <laughs> yes. He was on fire in this match, dude. He was so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the just, it, there's, it's not much of a match. It's a brawl. It's a brawl. Eventually Brett. Yeah. Eventually Brett gets a sharpshooter and wins and he holds it until every referee and agent gets back in. And they finally, and that's when I thought I saw Barnett. Um, they finally get Brett off of him. Then they re- reverse the decision Yep. and Brett loses. Um, and then Brett gets pissed and attacks him again. And then Bruce gets in there and it's a whole big mess. And then, Jack Doan in a suit rolls uh, Jerry Lawler away on a stretcher. Yeah. Yep. And it was just kind of a whole the whole thing was sort of a clusterfuck. It was entertaining but it was just nothing made sense. Why would Lawler blow his cover to save Doink? Right. They both use the crutch in front of the ref but then Lawler sneaks around with it. Uh, Brett's being beaten to death and Bruce and Owen are making things worse for him. Yes. Like none of it made sense. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It, it, you're right. It, it, it was The whole thing was just a mess. Yeah, but I had a good time watching. it. Yeah, yeah totally. And like Adam said, I mm. think it was this is a whole thing went on for like a half an hour, forty minutes. So it ate up a big chunk it was of the really show. Long, and you showcased Bret Hart. Yeah. He ended up having mm-hmm. two matches yeah. on the card.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, as messy as it was, it wasn't bad. Yeah,
1: when uh, all those uh, referees uh, kept uh, coming in to uh, take Bret off of him, I kept thinking like, like three, three referees, four. Four <laughs> referee, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, uh. Five, five referee. You you're like the count? Exactly, Just
2: being the count. Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. And okay. then, uh, what, was, right. what was it? Earl Weaver. <laughs> he is a uh, uh, former manager uh, and champion with the Baltimore Orioles. Currently in the.
2: <laughs> I was thinking baseball.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is in the maybe Hall it was of Earl. Fame. Maybe it was him. <laughs>
2: hmm. All right. all right. So somehow I confused baseball and wrestling. Well, I thought fucking. Uh, well, you got a sort, of, sort of, of in there. <laughs> what the fuck is going on?
0: It's a madhouse. Oh, uh, all right. Then after that, we have a, a Ludwig Borga video package where he's burying Detroit and welfare.
2: <laughs>
0: he likes neither of them.
2: DiBiase was pissed. How dare you yeah, bury exactly. welfare?
0: Yeah, no, compare and contrast with Ted DiBiase's yeah. position on welfare. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is our segue to the and next match. Marty Janetti versus Ludwig Vorga.
2: Who gave Marty Janetti a chance in this match? No one.
0: Right. No one. And I, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't have a huge amount to say about this match because it wasn't much of a match. It wasn't. But I would like to talk... But I would like to talk about Ludwig Borga's name.
2: Oh, now, okay.
0: Ludwig is a Scandinavian name. It's the equivalent of the English Lewis. Scandinavian languages are Indo-European languages, which are descended from Germanic, which includes the language of Western and Northern Europe and the British Isles. Finnish is a Uralic language, which are languages spoken in the Baltics and Northern Russia. Now, interestingly, more than half of the Uralic language speakers are in Hungary and speak Hungarian, which makes Hungary its own sort of language island that's separated from the other countries by hundreds of miles. Therefore, it would make no sense to be from Finland and name Ludwig. This has been a drunk language history lesson. Okay. And my next note is Marty is fucked.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That part you had absolutely correct. Marty is fucked. Yeah. He can't do shit. Ludwig is
0: too angry and mean and strong, and the match is exactly what you think, and Ludwig wins with a torture rack, but he has him like in a Samoan drop position instead of right. back facing
2: down. Right. Yeah. And that's it for that match. Marty did not want to party after this match.
1: <laughs>
2: Got his ass whooped. Yeah, he did.
1: Yeah, he did. <laughs> Brain said, well, Who
2: am I kidding? He always wanted to party.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he wanted a sympathy party afterwards. All right. Uh, brain, brain said, <laughs> yeah, "When was the last? Yeah. When was the last party. time you had a good Finnish punch? Not Hawaiian punch, but finish." And if I wasn't traveling right now, I'd probably be, be drinking Hawaiian punch. But here we are. <laughs> you can. They don't have that in Seattle. No, they do. It's just want to try the local stuff.
0: Oh, you want the you want the clam bay fucking whatever.
1: <laughs> I should. God <laughs> uh, damn! I should have just had a. Big old thing, a clam chowder or no salmon chowder or something. <laughs> Just drink that salmon, salmon
2: chowder. chowder. Yeah. Oh lord, that sounds amazing.
1: Oh, I, I've chowder. had it at Ivar's before. It's really good. Uh Ooh, that sounds. We good. have we have our rest in peace match. Okay, that uh, you had to win by. Pit. There are no count outs or disqualifications, but there must be a decisive winner. So in you other words, stab your
2: opponent in the heart. <laughs> wooden stake.
1: <laughs> you can stab your opponent in the heart.
2: With stake. yes.
1: Uh, Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez with Harvey Whippleman.
2: So this is a continuation to- of the WrestleMania 9 chloroform match.
1: Yeah, I totally
0: forgot that they did this to it they did this to us again
2: dude giant gonzalez looked so fucking ridiculous in that costume (laughs) so fucking ridiculous
0: you imagine can you believe that they fucking found a guy who's eight feet tall and made him look bad dude you know what i mean he should look like a a monster who's gonna kill everyone and they made him look fucking stupid they figured out a way to make him look stupid (laughs) they could have just put his ass in trunks
1: Oh, are you talking yes. about are you talking about that deadly 3-foot choke slam at the end foreshadowing but still <laughs> No, I'm talking about his fucking ring
0: gear, no. dude, with the with no. the naked body and the furry dick. No, the dick. Just
1: everything about him. Oh god. <laughs>
2: it,
1: yeah, this was a real like, barn burner. Dude, he has more pubes uh, than muscle. <laughs>
2: and, the, and the muscles were painted on on the costume yeah, air, and airbrushed it, yeah it, airbrushed what a mess I mean we, we've, we've riffed on Giant Gonzalez in WCW El Gigante right, right. and uh, the guy just was not ever meant to be a wrestler he he definitely no. was an attraction but right. he should not be a wrestler that no and he wasn't meant to be a
0: basketball player either because he got drafted by the Hawks, and that's the whole reason he ended up in wrestling. That's how he ended
2: up in wrestling, yeah. Because he worked
0: for Turner. Yes. I, I don't know what he was meant to be. Like, someone who could fucking...
2: Maybe like a painter, you know what I mean? Like, he could paint the ceiling without having to get on a ladder. Like, dude, he missed his like calling, that. like, way back in the day. He was just born too late. It, he, he would have been huge in the circus.
0: That, well, he could also be... He could, mean, also, be, man, like, he could yeah. also be huge that's at the true. supermarket right, like a, or a, like a side station,
1: show. or at your local restaurant. <laughs> yeah.
0: He could have been in the Freak Show episode uh season of American Horror Story.
2: Right. Just yeah. not in a wrestling ring. This this it's, was not instead his Instead he calling. was on Baywatch. Yeah. Yeah. This was not his calling. And you know what, honestly, like all jokes aside, I feel horrible for him because by all accounts, he was a really really nice man.
0: I just today listened to a clip from Jim Ross's podcast. I don't know when it was from, but they asked who were the worst wrestlers and he said John Gonzalez was the nicest guy And I hate to say this But he was one of the worst wrestlers of all time He was, he was not like, meant to do it He didn't get it Couldn't yeah. do it But he was like He was a
2: really nice guy And I've heard Cornell oh, say good. that a
0: million times He always calls him Jorge And he's like Jorge was a sweetheart Yes But he just didn't get it A
2: very very yeah. nice man And by all accounts He just He wasn't meant to be a wrestler But he was just like The sweetest guy And you yeah. could tell in the ring Like when he would sell it was yeah. just forced and looked awful and was just fake. And he lumbered around and he just, he never had it. And that's why his matches yeah. against the Undertaker, you're like, man, I really hope they don't try to push this guy over the Undertaker and then try to make his career longer than what it should be. And yeah. I, I, I honestly think that they saw it like, okay, he's, he, he's not the dude.
0: <laughs> like we're going to make a couple bucks with this guy yes. for six months. And that's, and, that's, the, yeah. and right.
2: that's exactly what happened. I think he turned face after this match and he had like one or yeah. two other matches, and then that was kind of it. I don't even think he was at Survivor Series. I don't think he was. Yeah. I think, you're right. I think that was pretty much yeah. it after SummerSlam. That was kind of his write-off. Yeah. Um, it wasn't
0: much of a it was exactly what you think. John. It, the only move he had was a form across your back. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, he just hit you across your back because he was taller than you. And they were soft too. He wouldn't even like lay the shit in. It didn't and look like he didn't rough. Want to hurt anybody. Yeah.
2: Yeah It didn't look like it hurt
0: Like I could take that Like he was really he Trying to take that about,
2: care of guys To the point where it looked bad
0: Yeah Right um, He did that about 45 times um, He's beating the shit out of him A gong rings Or gongs Does a gong ring Or does a Does a gong ring Or does a gong I
2: think the gongs sounded Or
0: gong, Okay sound. the gong A gongs Yeah okay there you go A gong sounded If there are any church Paul bell Bearer ringers out here
1: Please let us know <laughs>
0: Yeah Yeah um, I, well, I, we forgot to mention that the urn was already out there. Uh, Whippleman had the urn. Yes, they had stolen it. Um, yeah. It had been taken from Paul. Paul comes up with a black wreath, which I don't know why he brought that, and it never really made sense. Nothing happened with the wreath? Probably,
1: well, obviously, it's well, a rest-in-peace match.
0: I get well Okay. Yeah. I don't guess. know if that explains it. And then but Whipple-
2: it, <laughs> it is used at the very, very end.
0: <laughs> yeah. Whipperman charges Paul. Paul hits him with the clothesline, which was kind of cool because Paul never got physical with anyone. Um, takes Whipperman out, and Whipperman took a hell of a bump on the floor he did. too. He did. And, you know, he bumped his ass up for Paul. Paul grabs the urn, and then Undertaker, Undertaker's up, he does the rise, and yeah. uh, he ended up beating. He he just you know comes back. He can't do any moves to fucking. Jorge. He's not going to tombstone him. him. You know, he's not going to tombstone him. You can't turn him upside down. Right. And he ends up hitting him with that cane clothesline off the top rope, yep. and that's that. That's that. Game over. The, yeah.
1: That's the sixth one of yeah. fought after five consecutive. That 6-1, he goes airborne for it, and that's your dub.
2: Yeah, it, yeah. it was yeah. not a great match. It's like you said, Eddie, it's exactly what you would expect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And the, okay. the Rest in uh, Peace part, the next match. he has puts the wreath on him, and then that ter- when he gets up that terrible right. three-foot... Uh, Choke slam on Whippleman. So, yeah, it, seemingly turning yeah. <laughs> him face. Effective. Right. Uh, there because is. Because the fans want to interv- chant for an eight foot yeah. guy in a bodysuit. There's an interview with uh, Yo- Yoko, Fuji, and Cornette. Camera, like, high definition didn't exist, but I think when you zoomed in on Yoko, the, there's high definition there yeah <laughs> you can see every pore in that big face <laughs> yeah.
2: Yoko was such a fucking badass dude
1: he was
0: dude he just stood there like let the, let Corny do all the talking and he just looked like he was gonna fucking kill somebody he was
2: a bad motherfucker I hated Yoko's guts back in the day but goddamn, yeah. he was good in the ring dude and he had a good promo too like yeah. he didn't have to yeah. do much he just looked menacing like he just stood mm-hmm. there and then when he yelled bonsai you're like damn he's a badass yeah, and you believed it. You believed he's going to go in there and fucking crush him. Hundred percent, hundred. That that's yeah. how you book a monster. Mm-hmm. They booked Yoko perfectly. Totally. Like his first two, three years in the business, they booked him fucking yeah. perfectly, dude. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, and we'll get into that when we get to that match. But For you're
0: sure. absolutely right. Yeah,
1: yeah. But the next match is going to be the Smoking Guns and Tatanka. Boy, Brain had a fun time uh, with the Cowboys and Indians references. Taking on the head shrinkers and bam bam bigelow with Luna Vashan.
2: I enjoyed this.
1: It was a good match. It was. it was it felt it felt
2: like a throwaway match.
1: So this would
0: have been the match before the main event, right? Yeah, so this yeah. is like your piss so break this is,
2: go by merch match.
0: Your piss break, uh this is the match that gets a time cut. Yeah. But all six of these guys, they were all good and they all worked their fucking asses up. They off. did. Um, if this was action packed, yep. like it was, it was, this would, this match would work now. This would be a match where like nobody would be like, Oh, it was like slow or lazy. It was like constant movement in the ring, constantly something going on. Big move, big move. It was a really cool match. I liked it. I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. I don't know why these guys were paired up with each other. It was all thrown together. Um, dude,
2: last minute. Much like okay. the title, the tag title match. This was kind of like last minute.
0: Okay, yeah, I didn't remember any angle and I didn't look it up because I didn't really care. Yeah, the smoking guns um, and, and I, head
2: shrinkers really had no history. And Tatanka yeah, and Bigelow okay. had just kind of started to feud a little bit. So it was really thrown okay. together kind of last minute.
0: Okay. Um, the faces charge the heels and right away f- fuck up. Which you never see and, that. Yeah,
2: right. You never that's, see that. That's weird. Yeah, it set it's a, a weird, weird tone to, to the playing. match.
0: Yeah, every once in a while the Faces might charge them, but then they're going to take over. Exactly, yes. But they did, they, they fucked it up. Right. And um, to talk on Bam Bam starting the ring, and Bam Bam was just fucking everyone up. Um, And the heels, it was a cool match because the heels controlled at least, probably two-thirds of the match. Yes. It was every time the Faces would try to do something, the heels would fucking cut them off. It was just like, you're like, I'm watching, I'm like, damn, I don't really remember what happened after this. But I'm expecting Bam Bam to be a big shot. And, I mean, of course, a year and a half later, he'd be in the main event at 11. Yep. Um, You're expecting the head shrinkers to be big deals. Like, they are, like, the dominant team for a long time. And then, finally, I forget who ended up. Bart ends up getting the hot tag after Bam Bam went for an avalanche in the corner, missed, and hit his head on the post. And it looked fucking great when Bam Bam did it. Dude. His legs came up behind him like a damn
2: scorpion. Yeah. He hit
0: it so hard. Yep. Bam Bam was so fucking good.
2: Again, I've said it a hundred times. Him and Vader, the two best big men of all time. And I don't know that I can pick one over the other. But the more Bam mm-hmm. Bam matches I see, man, he might just be number one. And Vader would be like number one A. Because Bam Bam was so fu- He had no business being that good for how large he was.
1: Right. What like, was that? I can't that? He say that... enough
2: good things about his in-ring.
1: What was that a backwards yeah. spinning heel kick to the back of Tatanka's head? Great air on that one. Yeah, no, it was a it was it was a ghetto blaster yeah, it was an so Instagree. bam. Um Oh. Uh
0: yeah, uh, Tatanka hits Tatanka hits a um uh what do you call it? A crossbody, gets a 2 count and um bam bam fucks him up right after. I forget what he did to him, but then Tatanka like hulks up, he starts doing that war dance yep. shit. And then Bam Bam hits him with the Ghetto Blaster. Fucking boots him right in the back of the head. And he makes Tatanka look like a fucking moron. They look like a chump, dude.
2: I also like (laughs) when Bam Bam and Tataka did that uh, double cross body. When they went in each other's mid-ring. Man, that looked fucking great. Like, especially when a big guy like Bam Bam can do something like that, it has that much more impact. Totally, yeah. Love Bam Bam. yeah.
0: Um not long after that the ghetto blaster the match just breaks down everyone's in the ring everything goes crazy the referee loses control um Bart gets tossed over the top rope and did you notice he almost landed on Finkel?
2: Oh he did. Oh shit. Oh, yeah shit. Fink,
0: for some reason Fink wasn't in the corner he was sort of like mid mid ring you know like against the barricade but sort of like middle of the ring instead of off to the corner which is a weird spot. Oh shit. For anybody nobody should be there. Um but yeah Bart like Fink didn't have to get out of the way, but if Bard had been two feet to his right, he would have fucking wiped his ass out. Damn. Because I don't think Fink was moving that fast. Um, then you get, uh, they're working over. Uh, yeah, they triple team Tatanka. Both the guns are out. The the heels are in. Triple teaming Tatanka, and they go for a really cool spot. They do a triple headbutt, triple top rope headbutt. Yes. W- and Tatanka moves, they miss, and I was like, "Man, what a cool way for
2: that match to have ended!" That would have been like, fantastic. Have like, that's a like belie- that. but Tatanka hadn't been pinned yet, right? That would have been his first loss, so he couldn't take the loss there, but would have been totally believable. You're right. Yeah, what a cool spot! And then, kind of in the chaos, one of the guns—I
0: forget which one—gets in, and um, they kind of, they start. It just goes crazy. The referee can't keep track of anything, and Tatanka does a roll up on Samu. Um, who did he roll up? Samu. Samu. Yeah, and that was it for the match. But it was a really cool match. It was great, I, I lo- dude. That, I think it was my favorite match of the show. Oh, that was your favorite? Okay. I think it might have been, dude. Sean and Perfect was really good. Um, but this was just fun. You know what I mean? It, it was. was. like,
2: You know, just nonstop. Ac- it was really action-packed. Yeah, and you know what? It showc- like, I don't think the smoking guns came out of it looking like a million bucks. But mm-hmm. I think everybody else in the match did.
0: Yeah, I mean, the head triggers look great. They got lots of big moves in on fulls, fucked people up. Um, Tatanka looked good. Um, Bam Bam always looked good. Bam
2: Bam can't help it, yeah.
1: Yeah, he can't help it, yeah. Um, And that's that for that match. And then uh, we are following this up with an interview with uh, Lex Luger's uh, bus driver. (laughs) Just seeing like...
2: Mr. Electricity. And
1: this guy... Dude, this guy needed fucking
0: subtitles, dude. It was like listening to Mama June talk.
1: I don't know a thing he fucking...
0: I have no idea what he said, dude. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, I think he was just yeah. nervous. Like, you're getting a dude that drives a bus, and you're like, hey, hey talk we have however many with millions you. of people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was definitely the real bus driver. Yeah, they didn't fucking for sure. put a yeah. casting call to, for the this was not role a of bus in. driver.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just see the, yeah. the look on the kids' faces with terminal diseases but when they see Lex maybe their short life was made worth it (laughs) like that's what the (laughs) way to rub it in these kids are gonna fucking
2: die dude holy shit yeah Yeah. look at the
0: great life Lex is having kids (laughs) this could be you but it won't be no it it can't
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah then after that one of my favorite parts of the show is todd pettingill's in the audience interviewing a random drunk i thought it was flea oh he did kind of look like dude i thought
2: it was flea i was waiting for todd to be like we're here with flea no it wasn't it was just some dude that looked like a red white and blue toga
0: oh yeah it wasn't flea because pettingill asked him where he got the costume from but he said he had his mom make it out of sheets and pillowcases Uh, mom made it yeah His mom made it, yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, dude!" He thought Hogan was on the show, so he had his mom make him a costume out of sheets. Fucking
1: hell! (laughs) Oh no!
2: Oh no! (laughs) Wait a second! I didn't know we were doing a roast. (laughs) Fucking hell!
0: And the Hogan jokes never stop on the show. Oh, they
2: don't. They
1: don't. Oh man. And then we get into the main event. Uh, to intro and the main man, event, it took a long time we, to get into this main event. We uh, have we start with a rendition of uh, the Japanese national anthem. Wow! Follow. They
2: spared no expense on that fucking guy.
1: Okay, so here's Boob the thing.
2: With
0: this guy. Strong on that one. <laughs> Was he singing, like, way out of key, or is it just that it's Japanese? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what Japanese singing sounds like. Dude, there's no way like, kind of like
2: he wasn't singing out of key.
0: Right? It sounded, like, way fucking off, but I'm like, well, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, different, because any kind of music is always a scale, know. right? Different places and different parts of the world have different scales, and Western music is very different from Eastern music, so I'm like, maybe he's singing perfectly. I don't know. No, it didn't you know, sound like he could fucking, sing. fucking... I know, but I don't know that because it's Japanese. It's kind of like, how can you tell if a guy's singing poorly in Japanese? It's like, you, how can you tell if someone's fucking up on a bagpipe? Because it all sounds fucked up. I've heard Rock so and I don't Robin know. do
2: a better national anthem.
0: Well, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, maybe he's fucking doing Rock and Robin or maybe he's doing Aretha Franklin. I don't know because I don't know what the Japanese national anthem's supposed to sound like. Had
2: Roseanne Barr botched the national anthem at this point? Were they doing a riff on that, uh, maybe?
0: She had. She had. We just watched the... Um, I think yesterday or the day before we just watched the um, Dark Side of Comedy the Roseanne um, episode so this happened in 93 when did that happen? I think that was 90 or
2: 90 or 91 okay would Vince really go a deep dive like that and have somebody just fucking botch the Japanese national anthem like Roseanne?
0: Vince wouldn't Vince wouldn't know any difference he'd be like you look fucking Japanese getting there and sing oh my god you know what I mean like he wouldn't fucking what's he gonna do he doesn't know who to hire (laughs) oh fuck you know what I mean did you notice
2: the flag bearer for Japan it was one half of the Orient Express no. was it yeah was it the white guy uh no not Paul Diamond uh the guy who took over for him okay no I didn't get his name Saito's not right hmm. but it's the other guy that came Tanaka? in after Tanaka? Ma- no, Pat Tanaka? not Pat Tanaka the other guy that came in after oh. um uh Paul Diamond wearing the mask okay no, I didn't catch that. Okay. Well,
0: because he would. Well, how would I recognize a guy who always wears a mask?
2: No, no, no. It wasn't the guy that was wearing the mask. Because, right, the first incarnation of uh, Orient Express, I believe, was uh, Tanaka and the dude wearing the mask. That was, he was Paul white. Diamond. Right. The okay. second then incarnation of him. Orient Express was Tanaka and the other guy. A proper Japanese guy. Yes. And he had like a beard okay. and he had his hair styled. Okay. Kind of like smaller, but that was the guy holding the flag. Oh, that's crazy. Yes. No, I didn't catch that at all. Yep, that's who was holding okay. the flag.
0: Um, then Fink introduces Macho as the master of ceremonies. I'm like, oh, what's he going to do? Like, is he going to rap? But um, no, he just introduces <laughs> everything. Man, and Logan, I'm like, he introduces the <laughs> next singer. Because yeah. Hulk Hogan is a big, big chump. <laughs> he just becomes the ring announcer. I was like, well, then why isn't Fink called the master of ceremonies instead of the ring announcer? Right. And god damn it, I, I thought the same thing you said earlier. Why is he not challenging Yoko? Dude. Is that it? He's in the American flag shit. And I'm like, they should have just had him fucking challenge Yoko. It's so
2: easy, right? Like, It's so easy. Y- you see Macho Man like, come out and you're like, this should be the fucking match.
0: Right, but Vince is like, Macho, you're too old. We can't have you in the ring anymore. Anyone got Bob Backlund's number? I want to fucking get him back in the ring.
2: Dude. <sighs> We're about to go on, off on a, a Macho Man What If episode almost. Like, how did Vince not see money in fucking Randy Macho Man Savage in 1993? A a guy who went on to do, like, what, six or seven more years in the ring? Six or seven more years, yeah. God damn it. As a top fucking guy. Beating his ass in the ratings. Dude, you have Macho Man with all the fucking fanfare that Lex... No offense to Lex. You have Macho Man in that spot going into SummerSlam 93. Macho Man is coming away with that title. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. Absolutely. The crowd would have been totally behind.
2: Oh my God, dude. Way more so than, and again, no offense to Lex Luger in this spot, but you put Macho Man in there. That's money. That is money. Macho Man would have relished every single second of being on a bus, traveling the country, shaking babies and kissing hands. He would have been (laughs) all over that. He would have loved it. He would have eaten it up and he would have won the title and he would have been money for Vince going into WrestleMania 10 absolutely yeah. yeah him and brett at 10 forget about fucking it. hell dude that would have been and they could have been two faces going against each other like hogan and warrior at six hogan and, warrior. and it would yeah. it, it could have been match of the decade yeah just saying missed opportunity is this one is it the
0: first time macho man wore the the cowboy hat because i remember with the, the do-rag but then no. he's, you know he switched to the
2: cowboy hat no later. it wasn't no he wore the he okay. wore the the cowboy hat before he would wear it on commentary all the time okay
0: Oh, you're right. Okay. Cause I was like, oh, do they put him in a cowboy hat? Because America.
2: Oh, and because, yeah. And then because Neville comes out with his cowboy hat.
0: Right. Well, there's nothing more American than a cowboy hat, which I found out when I lost my hat in Austria
2: <laughs> on
0: the train. And I went to the Lost and Found and asked if anyone had turned in into hat. And the guy goes, like a cowboy hat? <laughs> <laughs> you should have and I been started like, laughing. Yes. I started hella laughing. <laughs> I was like, no, like, I'm trying to describe a baseball hat to a guy who probably has never seen baseball. Yeah. And I was, and then he's like, oh, I know what you mean. he goes like a cap. I was like, yeah, yeah, a cap, cap. But it was, oh my God, it was so funny. I was like, did he hear an American accent and just assume I wore a cowboy hat? (laughs) You should have asked to see
2: a selection of cowboy hats. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Cause you yes. imagine what you had. those are good quality too can <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, you imagine that I, I, I come back from Austria with a fucking cowboy hat <laughs> oh my God. I lost my I lost my maple leaf hat on the train and <laughs> and
2: I, I, lo- I replaced it with a fucking cowboy hat from Austria <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I also God. lost two bo- I also lost two bottles of schnapps on that fucking train I should have asked, asked for that back and come back with a bottle of fucking 151 or something did you lose your shield hoodie on that trip too I lost my shield hoodie a couple days before that. Oh my God, and, um, dude. I, dude, I wasn't even drunk. I um, I just brought it with me. I'd never put it on Um, and I had it tied around my camera bag and it just happened to fall off oh. and I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it we were on the train back to the hotel. It was my favorite fucking hoodie. Damn. Then I lost my favorite hat and that was because I was drunk and same with the two bottles of schnapps. Unbelievable, dude. What a mess. Yeah. yeah. See, you at least I was able to replace hat. the schnapps. So it I at least made up for I'd rather it. lose a cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, Aaron Neville. Is Aaron Neville, is he the guy that sang that Disney fucking song with the singing rats? Uh, is that why he, is that American Tail? Is that that fucking thing with the the mice or rats? Uh, I don't know, dude. All right, never mind. That's I was just not. wondering if that's why
2: they brought his ass out. Okay. Well, he was one um, half of the surprise. Neville brothers, I guess, who sing country. I mean, he has a great voice. I, I enjoyed his rendition of the National Anthem. I didn't. It was too long. It was too long? Really? Yeah, it was
0: too long. I prefer when they do America the Beautiful because you don't have to stand up or take your hat off.
2: Okay, yeah, that's true. I could see that. Well, I thought he did a fine job, but it was just funny how, like, Japan got this guy that could barely fucking hold a note, and then America gets fucking Aaron Neville.
0: Aaron Neville. Yeah, he was a huge deal at the time. Yeah. Um, As soon as he was done, Heenan said that he liked the Japanese version better. (laughs) And then they, um, panned, to a, uh, they panned to a sign in the crowd that says Yoko Tuna, Ugh. which I don't really get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, but I was like, man, if he was tuna, you could get some fucking toro off of that food, oh, motherfucker. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: right? yeah, you'd have meat for days. Um,
0: yeah, then I started thinking about food, and then I started wondering if Yoko was in the back eating turkey asses before the show.
2: <laughs> Mayonnaise.
0: <laughs> whatever Whatever. a turkey a ass
2: A turkey ass. Is. He's back there <laughs> frying turkey asses.
0: Right, turkey asses yeah with his own oil he travels with oil
1: <laughs> <laughs> our main of ev- our um in- in- intro long ceremonious intros for uh each of them and that is our main event of the night for the wwf championship uh Yokozuna the champion with Mr. Fuji and Jim Cornette taking on Lex Luger.
2: Did you catch
0: Vince it? points out that Lex uh, uh, Vince points out that Lex traveled 9000 miles and I was like damn dude imagine you traveled 9000 miles and you fucking stop in Auburn Hills.
2: <laughs> Did you catch how Macho introduced Lex? Your next no, how do you heavyweight me? champion oh Jesus Christ no I didn't catch that like if they could have been any more blatant with pointing all fingers at Lex Luger as your next heavyweight champion like that was kind of like the exclamation point on this whole thing yeah (laughs) they couldn't like they couldn't have made it any worse right and dude you thought that Scott Steiner's sister was tan as fuck out comes Lex Luger oh yeah yeah like he was fucking tan mom Holy shit! Was he bronze <laughs> as fuck, dude?
0: <laughs> he looks like he, he looked like he had been bronzed.
2: <laughs> yes,
0: and he kind of moved around that way too, actually. If
2: they ever make a statue of Lex to go into like uh, WWE headquarters, make it that shade it'll look right. just like Lex in this match. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, they'll make a mummy and then wrap it. Right, that'll be Lex. <laughs> Um, they get a you gotta stare down, Fuji distracts Lex, but Lex dodges a charge by Yoko, who hits the corner. Um, he takes a couple quick shots from Lex, he's wobbly, and Rex goes for a roll up, which goddamn I would have loved to see someone roll up Yokozuna. That would be funny as hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he takes an elbow and then um Yoko misses a leg drop, and this is when I realize how stiff not that I realized, but remember how stiff that old fucking ring was. Oh, you know, that old WWF yeah. ring was stiff as shit because they had all those big guys. It was made for Andre and, right. you know, and uh, Bundy and stud and those guys. And they were still using that for a few more years after this. And fuck, dude, that ring didn't move at all. Hardly. Yeah. When, uh, when Yoko went for that. leg, Could belt. you imagine how hard that um, was on Yoko? Yeah. Fuck, yeah, man, totally. Yeah. Um, Yoko goes to get out of the ring. And when he's straddling the middle rope, Lex kicks it into his dick. Yes. And, and takes over at that point. But the, they don't even mention it. The combinators don't even acknowledge that the, the dick kicked a
2: rope into him. Yeah, well, they kind of played it off like he was kicking at Mr. Fuji, but he blatantly dick kicked the rope. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was like move. right into his fucking balls. Oh, we should yeah. also point out that there were two stipulations in this match for Lex. Oh, what were they? Uh, first, he could not use his, uh, what they called the atomic elbow, because remember he had the steel plate inserted in his forearm. And he had form. a pad over it.
1: They put a pad over yeah, it.
2: Yeah, an American flag pad, mind you yes and also if he lost this match he got no more opportunities at the heavyweight title
1: so last chance
2: right match. right yeah last chance match exactly yeah
0: so very early on they're in the corner um and lex is in the corner fuji goes to throw the salt in his eyes we're like three minutes into the match and fuji's doing the salt spot Yep. he misses lex and i think he was supposed to hit yoko i
2: think that you're right and yoko was out of position and
0: yeah, Yoko had no powder on him at all. Yeah. Like you could see not Like, he completely missed him, but Yoko turned around and kind of was, like, out of it, like, dazed. Right. And then Lex starts fucking him up. Um, Then Lex goes for a slam and hurts his back. And, dude, the super kick Yoko gave him. You're like, this motherfucker's 600 pounds, and he kicked the guy in the face from a standing position. Fucking like, badass, what a fucking. Dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, t- it's insane how athletic he was at that weight. Like, imagine if he was 300 pounds. Man. Oh my god! It would gosh. have been insane. Like, yeah. The dude was, he was fucking
2: amazing. He was. No, he was. Um, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And then at that point, Heenan points out that Lex um, had hip-tossed Yoko on the ship, which is great. <laughs> I don't remember anyone ever saying that on TV. Yeah, it's
2: kind of the first time that came out like that. Could you imagine yeah, Vince like um, fucking nudging him in the ribs? Like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, pal. Um, They end up,
0: they end up outside and a Yoko's choking Luger with the mic cable. And Earl seems to be a little bit disappointed. <laughs> and that's the end of that it's, You know, that's that's all, all Earl does is express disappointment because he's not going to DQ anybody um, he goes for avalanche on Lex against the post and misses and um, oh no he hits him he hits him with it right and then he goes for chair shot and misses yes yeah and um, they go back inside and okay I didn't catch this my first time watching this but then I just happened to listen to Cornette doing a watch along of this match and he said Luger blew up during the match. Really? And yeah, and he was like he was like guess who gets blown up during this match. And I was like, "What?" And I watched it and at this point, this is where Luger hits the double axe handle off the top rope. Um and then he hits Yoko with a forearm and Luger's if you go back and watch it, he's
2: breathing hard, dude. Like that dude is like trying to catch his breath, but Yoko seems fine. Shit, well, and now try to moving think did Luger have any matches while he was traveling the United States in the in the bus. Did he have any matches leading he, up to SummerSlam? He might not have. I don't know. Maybe I that's mean, why he was uh, blown up. Well, with the way they did the did everything back then, he definitely
0: wouldn't have had any TV matches. Um, so you'd think he was working house shows, but he might not have been. Interesting. So maybe that's why, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he might have just been kind of not quite in ring shape. Um, but they're both down, and Luger's fucking sucking air, and Yoko seems fine. Oh, shit. Which you would never expect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he gets a two count after that, and Vince called it the controversial form, and I was like, man, I wish Jesse the body was here to call Vince out for just playing it, you know, downplaying the fucking form. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because two months before, Vince is calling it an abomination. An abom- yeah,
2: like it should be outlawed.
0: I'll yeah. S- uh, then they go into a double down after that, but I think they both needed a break. Yeah, a breather. It, and then Fuji tosses the bucket into the ring, and... uh. <laughs> he misses him and the bucket almost rolls out of the fucking ring like
2: Shockmaster's helmet <laughs> rolling away
0: yeah like Shockmaster's helmet like it just rolls away it would have been <laughs> fucking great if it rolled all the way out of the ring like Yoko, Yoko, had Yoko had to kind of move to get, get that
2: thing like he had to race
0: yeah yeah right exactly he caught it and he hits Luger with it but then he falls on his ass like Yoko's fucked up yeah uh, he falls on his ass and he barely manages to pin him for a two count um more fucking him up he goes into a Vulcan death grip on him and this is one of my favorite parts of the match because Fuji's in front of the hard cam waving the fucking flag, the Japanese flag, <laughs> like completely covering up what's going on in the ring. You can't see what's going on in the ring because of his flag, like when uh, like when The Rock had the painting of himself oh, yeah. for um, Farouk. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, and kind of getting close to the end of the match, he hits a leg drop for a two count and Vince is screaming that Yoko cannot beat Lex. And of course you're like, fuck, dude, Lex is going to win. Like, win. Yoko's trying all this shit. He goes for a bonsai drop and misses, and you're like, here we go. We're going into the finish. Alexa's going to win. And it was kind of weird because you think he's going to hulk up, and he doesn't. He goes into the corner, and he makes like a slow comeback, but then Yoko cuts him off. Yeah. Kind of bizarre. Um, And then finally, Yoko misses an avalanche again, or he goes for another avalanche, misses, takes a hip toss, body slam, and um, Fuji's on the apron. Lex punches him. And then he hits the form with the with the pad pulled off. Yes,
2: he pulled back the pad. Went, hit the form. He pulled back the pad.
0: Because yep. at this point, he's like, fuck it. Fuji keeps getting involved. Why should I keep my pad covered up? Um, hits Yoko with the form, Yoko rolls out. And Luger's just standing there watching Earl count him out. And Cornette finally jumps up on the ring to kind I'll of distract Luger. Him. And I was like, was that a... I was like, yeah, I was like, did Corny. Oh no. We just left we just lost Scott. Uh-oh. It's happening again. Uh why are we having problems tonight, dude? I'm ringing him in. I'll cut this part out. If I can. Sometimes it's kinda
1: of hard to cut shit out. Hmm. This climax is becoming uneventful. Oh no, now I'm losing you. Like the worst porn okay. ever. Scott joined.
0: Where are you guys? You guys still there? Dude. Oh. There I'm you there. are. Okay, yes. you're back. Okay, Adam's back too. I can hear you, but I can't see you. Uh, this time, I like said Justin. Adam left. I didn't leave. Okay, it told us that you left. That's so weird, dude. And you're and you're here, but we can only hear you. God we can't damn it, see
1: Tim Apple. What the fuck. <laughs> okay, there we now go. Yes.
0: There you go. Now I can see you. Okay, yeah. Okay. That's fucking. All right, weird, dude. Let's get get right back into it. Um. So Lex is getting Lex is standing there watching Earl count him out like an idiot. Like he's like, oh cool, yeah, I'm gonna win. You know, if he gets counted out, I'm gonna win. And Cornette jumped up on there and distracted him for a second. I think he was pointing at him, saying that he had pulled his elbow pad down. Um, and Luger goes over there and decks him, and then kind of Earl counted to ten right then. So I was like, okay, that kind of saved him from looking like a complete moron because he had to go deal with Cornette. Right, right. But he still looked he still looked like a stupid ass. He should have gone out there after him gone out
2: there immediately. Exactly. As as like you need to roll his ass into the ring and pin him.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he ends up winning the match by countout, but of course he doesn't win the title. Vince is screaming like he won the fucking title. Yep. Um, and then the babyface locker clears out, and I think you pointed this at, out at the Lux episode. The first fucking ones out. The fucking first ones out are the Steiners. You know the guy, the hometown guys. Yes. Come out to congratulate him, and it's just a big fuck up. And I'm watching it, and like even back then, like as a fan, I'm almost like insulted by it because yes. I'm like. Am I supposed to fucking think he won? Because I've been watching wrestling... If you watch wrestling more than a month, you know that you don't win the title on a count-out. So why the fuck would you celebrate like this and they're dropping balloons and everything? Like and he won. Goofiest, like he won. Like he did something big. Yes. And it's like, no, he didn't. He fucking won a match in a, in the shittiest way you can win it
2: in and didn't win the title. Yep. What's there to be happy about? Yeah, it, it dude, it makes you think, was the plan for him to win... And somewhere along the way of, of processing this whole, from the moment he body slammed Joko on the aircraft carrier to the whole Lex, Lex Express experience to match time, yeah. what changed? Because everything led to Lex is your next Hulk Hogan, right? Like, Lex is the yeah. next guy to carry the Federation forward. What broke? Right. It was, the, well... From what I heard, Vince
0: and we—I think we talked about it on the last episode. Vince wanted to save him winning for WrestleMania, like he was like, "This is our big match at WrestleMania." That's why, we, and Vince immediately starts saying, "Of course, there's going to be a rematch." He
2: did. I noticed um, that. Yes,
0: because he has that out. He didn't win the title, but he didn't lose the match, right? So right away, he's talking about a rematch. So you're like, oh, okay. So that at the at this point, that was the plan, and then of course, go back two episodes ago or however many episodes ago, and that's it all fell apart, and we explained why there. But, um Yeah, but still it something was the worst. did break
2: though, because Lex at the next pay-per-view was the sole survivor of his team. Mm-hmm. So they obviously yeah. still had big plans for him. He was still like top right. of the card guy. Right. What broke? Like what happened to where they did not see money in Lex as their next champion?
0: I think it was just a situation where it's just like he's a baby face, but he he, he wasn't as good as Brett. He wasn't the best choice they had. You know, man. He he would have been he would have been more money as a heel. He should have never been. They gave him a shitty gimmick. They really did. Yeah, a, a gimmick that didn't it didn't work for him. He was the wrong guy for that particular gimmick, and but he just wasn't the guy. Hmm, is all it was. And then after that, we went to this terrible fucking video package that I forgot about with the most awful music. <laughs> and well, let's not forget that's gonna confronted music. him
2: in the locker room.
0: I think they come back to, the, they played the video package and then they oh, came back. Oh, and then they came back, walking. okay. Because I, I thought it was going to fade to black after the video, but it didn't. It actually went back to Yoko still laying on the ground okay. covered in balloons. <laughs> then it goes to the back. How
1: heavy are um, those and balloons? And Luger's
0: saying it was honored to represent us. <laughs> yeah, Luger saying it was honored honor to represent his country like he'd been in the Olympics or something. Yeah, yeah. And, um It was ridiculous. And then Ludwig shows up and talks shit. And you're I'm like, wow, they're immediately getting away from him and Yoko. Like they they're did. not gonna carry yeah. this out. Yeah, they're like, oh, he's moving right on to Ludwig Borga. And I know what's coming up at 10, but they're not gonna have them work together in the meantime. Like they're sort of like, well, we don't know how things are gonna go, so let's get him away from Yoko and put him with Ludwig. And it's another weird. They're inventing another um they're inventing another thing with a feud with a country that Nobody's mad at, right? You know what I mean? Like right. he's, from fin- he's from Finland. It's just like Japan. No one's mad at Japan. No one's mad at fucking Finland. But they have him go fight the heel from fucking terrible Finland, which most people couldn't even find Finland on a map. <laughs> and actually, fin- Finland isn't even real anyway. Um, if you Google that, Google Google Finland isn't real, and you'll fucking see what I'm talking about. There is no Finland. Um, so it's just like another goofy thing. It was just like they were just all fucked
2: up over there. Yeah, it's like when they manufactured the war with Canada in '97.
0: Exactly. Yeah, they yeah. manufactured a war with Finland yeah. of all
2: places. <laughs> we hate yeah. them.
0: Because we do, yeah, right. damn it. Right, yeah. Um, and just to wrap it up, I said it before, but this is one of Vince's worst booking decisions. 100 percent It, it might have been the worst it might have been the worst booking decision of that era. So, say from like, you know, the start of things, the Hogan era, up to like the Attitude era, it might have been the worst booking decision he made. Um, like maybe I could think of something if I thought about it, but off the top of my head, um that's it and just to do the pay-per-view that way, put Macho Man out there and fucking Neville and all this shit and then have the motherfucker lose.
2: Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Like if anything, okay, you're starting to think maybe you want to change course with Luger as your top guy. Give him the belt at SummerSlam, have him drop it to Yoko at Survivor Series in the main event. In yeah. some shady fashion, but at least then you can mm-hmm. kind of move on and start booking WrestleMania 10, but at least you gave your big buildup of the Lex Express a great payoff, and that crowd yeah. with all of the balloons and confetti and shit, you gave them a great payoff too. Totally, totally. Yeah, just exactly. you're right. It was yeah. a huge fuck up. It felt like one giant participation trophy for Luger. Yeah, it was a joke. Yeah, it totally was, dude. Belt should yeah. have changed hands that night. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, uh we've gone way longer than I was hoping to go on this episode cuz I know you got um you and Peyton have homework we so do. Yeah, but I don't think it's up, getting Adam. done tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not due. I thought it was due tomorrow.
2: No, it's due, but she's falling behind so there's percentage like you're this far along and you're this far back. So now she's going to be a little bit further back tomorrow. So she's But she can catch up. She can. Yeah, she can catch up. But it's it's more work oh, okay. on top of like now tomorrow's an extra day of work to do. Oh, well, you got, a week, you got a weekend to catch up. Thank you.
0: That'll be your Saturday and Sunday's laundry
2: day. Uh, well, yes, but then we have to prep the house for Shannon's birthday party, her 40th, which is happening. Right. Well, today's, what, Next. Wednesday. So it's in a week and a half. It's a week and a half. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Yeah. That t- I might have a little bit to drink.
0: Hey, um, by the way, um, you know what Shannon wants for her birthday? A Drunk Wrestling History shirt. So buy one and send it to her.
2: Yeah, Listeners. Yeah, and I'll
0: come over and have a bit to drink with you after two days of drinking at Aftershock.
2: Dude, this sounds like a great plan.
0: Mm-hmm. That's going
2: to be a great weekend.
0: And then we're going to New Orleans like fucking three days after that. We'll be
2: in NOLA. If anybody's in the area, what, October 13th through the 18th or something like that? Yeah, get us up. Yeah. We'll be around. Totally.
0: Yeah, Um. actually, yeah, you might... I don't know... You might hear this episode after we get back. If you hear it before, um, expect a lot of drunk tweets. And if you hear it after... <laughs> If you hear it after, that's why there were a lot of drunk tweets. <laughs> yes. And you missed it. Hey, let's out. take it home, Adam.
1: That takes care of our SummerSlam 93 episode. How patriotic did you feel listening to it or and watching it? And uh, what would you think of our episode covering it? Please let us know on the social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Wrestling underscore drunk. Please remember to... Tell your family, friends, heels, and faces to like, share, and subscribe to our show. On behalf of Scott and Eddie, I'm Adam, reminding all of you to enjoy your buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we will see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three, go blue! Dive. What's on Neville's
0: face?